Welcome to the podcast Rooted, where I, Alicia, and some occasional guests share stories, advice, and dive into how the Bible and God's Word can apply to our everyday lives. Everyone is welcome, so thank you for joining. Welcome to the podcast. Today, I'm with my friend Ella. Introduce yourself. How do we know each other? What are you doing in Nottingham, first of all? Yeah. Yeah, I'm Ella. I am at uni doing medicine, so I'm in my fourth year. And yeah, I met Alicia at church. Must have been the beginning of last year, wasn't it? Yeah, that's crazy. It's been a year. Crazy. But yeah, I thought Alicia was pretty cool. And so I plucked up the courage to go up to her and ask her if she wanted to go for coffee. And she said she did so yeah that's the beginning of the friendship <laughs> i know i asked you earlier because we both got stuck on this question mm. to give you a bit of time to think but what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given mm. and who was it from yeah it's one of those questions where you get asked and then everything just escapes from your brain doesn't yeah. it yeah for me it's definitely been just a simple like nobody else's shoes will fit you better than your own do mm. because you yeah other people's shoes just aren't as comfy as your own and you've been designed to have your own shoes and God wants to use the way that he's made you to bring his glory and not Mm. have you pretend to be someone else because they're doing their bit and Mm. you've got to do your bit as well and so yeah really cool yeah Yeah, it's like I think it's what's her name yeah, 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 yeah. She's got a child called Honey. Yeah, Sadie yeah. Robertson. Sadie Robertson. She says, you can't be her because she's already taken. Yeah. You can't have their story because it's already taken. I just mm. think that's really cool. It's definitely had an impact on my story. And comparison in either not feeling good enough to other people, but also in comparison that, like, even if I think I'm doing well, that doesn't mm. outshine the other people. Yeah, yeah. So it's a humbling thought, but also an encouraging thought for yeah. those times when you feel like you're not going to be as good as those people. And I just love how God's like given us all our own stories, mm. because He doesn't necessarily orchestrate the bad, but He mm. can use the bad in such yeah, good he ways. Can use it anyway. And like I think there was one year where I just have such a tendency to like blot out part of my story, being like, no, nope, that just never happened. Like <laughs> that wasn't me. It's fine. We just move on. It's just a patch of my life that just wasn't there. But actually, I just like God's given me this picture of you know those flip books where you like flip it through and it's got a different picture on each yeah um, I used to love playing with those yeah and you get a nice little story yeah but he just was like actually that story doesn't work without one of the pages Mm. because every part of the story and every page has Mm. been designed so that the overall picture and the overall story works and I was like wow I've never seen it like that so yeah that's really cool walking in walking in your own shoes letting God use your story to Mm to bring transformation on others amazing i think something we've spoken about and something that's really present in your story is dealing with disappointment from people or god or just things that happen in life yeah tell us a little bit about that yeah so i mean i a little bit of background so i've grown up in a christian household my parents took me to church when i was very small so i've grown up Mm -hmm. through sunday school which i'm incredibly thankful for i it was a very grounding upbringing and yeah we've as a family never gone a day without 
knowing God and knowing Jesus. I haven't necessarily been to church for that whole time, but I've never gone a day without believing in Jesus and mm. knowing that he exists and knowing that he's real. But the, I guess the difficulties that come from that is that like, I think it can become very, what's the word? Like just normal. God is just very normal and you yeah. lose the, like the wow factor of it. You lose the awe. Mm. Um, and so I kind of, yeah, just everything about God was very normal and I was just never very amazed by him, which yeah, I think I, I struggled with a lot because I saw all these amazing experiences for everybody else when they were growing mm. up and people who'd never known Jesus, never known his love, be absolutely filled with the Holy Spirit and go through these incredible encounters. Yeah. Um, but I'd never personally experienced any of that because mm. it was just the normal. So I kind of just went through this phase of wherever, whenever I'd ask for prayer, like I would just like feel absolutely nothing. Mm. And I couldn't hear God, I couldn't feel him, I couldn't see him. I literally just knew that he existed. And I'm so thankful for that faith that he gave me because to be honest, I don't really know why I had it because I had nothing to go off. But I think it's just, yeah, we. I think coming to be a teenager, I started like really questioning. Yeah, just like does, does God, I think for me it was the biggest battle I had was it says all these amazing things about God and who mm. he is, but I just don't believe that he thinks that about me because yeah. he's, I've never experienced it myself. And I just went through this like, massive spiral of just being disappointed and then becoming scared to ask God to move and life was life was hard for me as a teenager I I struggled at school I was never very good at being in my own shoes I was always mm. needing to be someone else and needing to change myself and to be honest I still there are still parts of me now who just needs to please other people and mm. needs to just not have my own opinion because I don't want to offend anybody but yeah I think as a teenager that was me big time and I I really struggled but I yeah I still showed up to church mm. for some reason and I, I literally I was talking with someone earlier and I just um I was suddenly just like oh my god it's like why on earth did I go to church over that mm. over that time but it just something just kept drawing me in um mm. even though I would go and I would just feel more alone than I was at home because yeah. I would expect God to show up and it was just all of that until someone like just told me so they were like Ella, like you know he doesn't make everybody fall on the floor he doesn't mm. make everybody burst into tears crying like mm. he he moves in different people in different ways mm. and I had never heard that before I just kind of seen all of these people be filled it's with like a spirit. generic yeah. one size fits all type thing yeah and I I guess at that point I started becoming curious about how God did move in mm. my in my life and I think I'm as a person not very that in touch with my emotions so mm. it's not far-fetched to, to like why would God move through my emotions yeah. if I'm not that in touch with them so mm. I could not see that he would do that for me yeah, um, it's very like church language especially yeah. when you've been brought up for it to, for God and people to say that God's died for each and every one of you and it's a very wide span mm. type of declaration that God's just died for everyone yeah it's very hard to imagine I think I had that same revelation even not that long ago when someone said <laughs> when he was on that cross he had a picture of every single person's face yeah he said i'm doing this for you and i'm doing this for you and read our names out yeah in his mind and out loud saying like i i'm do i'm doing this for you ella i'm doing this for you alicia mm, yeah which blows my mind i, I know um, absolutely blows my and mind there's been many times where i've second guessed that or 
you know but yeah. I think even delving more into the character of God knowing that he sees us yeah. and loves us yeah. that we are seen and loved by Jesus and I think for me I I the time that I can remember like choosing for myself to follow Jesus I think I had always believed but there was I do remember a, like a time where I was suddenly like oh my goodness like it was the first revelation which has to a first revelation of God loving me mm. and that was when I was 15 and sadly one of my friends had died the week before and I had gone on this big camp called Focus which mm -hmm. is I guess a bit like Soul Survivor if you've heard of that but just for families and I went and I was so angry with God for letting him cause or just letting him let this girl go through pain and letting my friends also to be in pain as well and I was so angry um, and I could not bring myself to even walk into the tent when I arrived but I just found that throughout the week I just was so drawn to worship and so drawn just to wow. be on my knees and I started on the first day I was didn't enter the tent the next day I entered the tent and I was sat at the back of the tent mm. and then the next day I was sat at the front but I w was still refusing to worship but I just had this such a yearning to worship mm. and on the last sit in yeah. that place of other people worshiping. yeah and on this last day I just I just was worshiping and I have never felt more loved by God and that I think is the first time I've ever felt God and wow. probably I can count on one hand the times that I have felt God but I've I've learned to take my disappointment to God and the more I do so the more I realize actually that often I'm the one that's causing my disappointment because mm. of my need to control everything that God yeah. is doing for me anyway it's been like a I realise you can't see my hands, but I'm such a, an actions person. <laughs> so at least you can enjoy my hands, but... Loving it. I, I let God, or like I'm asking for help in a, in a situation, mm. and I'm like, oh God, you can move in this area, but no, no, you can't have, you can't touch any of that stuff. But no, please just sort this out, and this yeah. stuff is fine. But God doesn't want to touch the stuff that I've given, I've given him. He wants to touch the stuff that he wants yeah, to touch for sure. but I'm not letting him go there and so he's not moving how I've asked him to move mm. because he wants to move in a completely different way he wants to be really involved in the yeah. past that painful in our life because there's no one safer to do it with mm. he's not a ruthless god he's not no. gonna do it to damage you or rip those parts of your really vulnerable soul apart he's gonna genuinely yeah. just sit with you and whisper he's not gonna be a big booming yeah. voice he's gonna be a whisper because he's close enough to be mm. that intimate with you to be able to work through that stuff but it's a really scary mm. well it's, it comes down to that control again doesn't it to yeah. I'm happy for you to transform the parts of my life that I've sifted through and I'm happy for you to touch and look at because I'm unashamed of those parts mm. and they're okay because I want them to change and that's fine but I'm actually not okay about these things changing because they make me feel comfortable and mm. I don't doubt you've probably got a plan in those parts but I'm actually okay if you never touch those things and I'm yeah. going to keep those things to myself yeah and also, God's a gentleman. Mm -hmm. He's not going to touch those parts of your life unless you give them to him. No. So it's a real power struggle, I think, yeah. sometimes. Yeah, it's giving the permission and trusting him to do mm. what he knows is best. And I always, when it comes down to testimonies, I always remember the story of the Bible when 
God told the man to get up and walk mm. after not being able to walk for 30 years. And he's on his mat. And God doesn't just say, I think it's so important, the wording in what he says when he heals this man. He says, um, pick up your mat, get up and walk. He doesn't mm. just say, get up and walk. He says, pick up your mat. And for years I've questioned, but why did he make up, pick up the thing that he'd been held in captivity for, mm. for years and years? But Jesus encouraged him to roll up that mat that he'd been held in captivity for for years and tuck it under his arm. Why? So that when people had heard about this story or hadn't heard about this story, Mm -hmm. people would ask, why do you carry this mat if you can walk? And people would ask to prompt him to share his story, to say, well, God is my healer Mm. and he showed up for me and my story isn't finished yet. Mm. I still walk with a limp. My, My whole life isn't transformed, but... I now have the power to walk with my head held high with this Mm -hmm. mat under my arm to say, do you know what? This mat does not hold me down anymore. Mm -hmm. And God is the one who has allowed me to pick it up, hold it under my arm and say, I have freedom in Jesus' name. And I think that's a really powerful image for anyone's testimony to imagine it to be that mat under your arm to go, Mm -hmm. do you know what? You have power that you can say, even in the midst of the hardest parts, that you can roll up those things that hold you in captivity and say... God is my healer and he has won, the victory is won and I'm I'm Mm. happy to share this part of my life with people because it is a true, powerful story of God showing up. Yeah, I think for me and my story, like eating has been a massive struggle which I've had to really learn to lay down at his feet and anxiety around food and and just yeah doing the right thing I've had to really lay down at his feet and I think almost through that and through the control of it I was so fixated on the food and God healing my eating disorder and getting getting it rid of that I was just only focusing on that and that was becoming this idol and I would constantly be like God you can move that but like I don't want you to get rid of it but I just want you to help me I just want you to help me with this meal and God's like no no I don't want to help you with just this meal I want to I want to help you get rid of this I want you to live yeah, free from this transform your um, thinking and your patterns yeah but yeah. the control and the unwell Ella refused to let God take away this eating disorder because I'd become so wrapped up in it yeah. and, and comfortable I, yeah, with it yeah I'm so comfortable it's a coping mechanism yeah. but I and I, I literally just felt in this knot and I didn't know how to untie it well, I've finally, I've finally seen here. <laughs> I've finally had the light bulb moment of being like, oh no, like, I think it's taken many, many occasion for God to show me that he actually has my best interests at mm. heart. And I think about like, probably like a hundred coincidences down the line, I've suddenly been like, oh yeah, maybe God does <laughs> have my best interests at heart. Maybe I can just trust mm. him with this and let him, let him do his job. But how gentle is that? And how mm. kind is that? That he doesn't get tired. Yeah. I think in a previous podcast with Freya, we spoke about this idea between a difference of imaging God chasing us down or pursuing us. Mm. Chasing almost seems like a really laboured, sweaty task to do. Mm. And it seems like he does it through gritted teeth. Mm. But actually, a pursuit is an ambitious and motivation joy to love us despite the mess. And actually how... How graceful is it that he persists mm, and continue yeah. to say, no, Ella, I've got it covered mm. and I've got best interests at heart for mm. you. But 
do you know what? You can't see it right now. Mm. So I'll continue to tell you. Mm. And I'll continue to soften your heart over time that one day you'll have that revelation. And yeah, I just think that's Mm. so graceful and such a testament to how yeah how kind he is and how much he loves you Mm. and your story and how much power he sees in your story to one day have that revelation thank you for listening to rooted the podcast Make sure you share with a friend this week. And if you're listening on Spotify, give it a like, follow the page and turn on your notifications. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure you follow the page. And for both of them, give a five-star review and let me know what you think. Thank you for listening.